Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. If you're following along with us on YouTube, thank you very much. What's going on? This is Mike Suttle and Tanner Dawson. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Jason JG is still not with us for the show here. He is out taking care of business, so he'll be back sometime next week. Uh, sometime next week, Tanner, actually, we have a schedule release coming up, too. So we do. Something that. to keep in mind. Show. It'll, be, it'll be Wednesday. Um, actually, during the show, we plan on being live with you guys at 7.30 during the schedule release, kind of going over things with you regarding the Chiefs schedule and then the primetime games that stand out. So that'll be fun to go kind over with you guys a little bit. Maybe we'll give a way too early prediction, too. Record prediction. Hmm. So remember, Tanner, 17 games. That's going to be weird to like think it's, about that. It's so odd. So I throw my math off. Yeah, whenever you start thinking about records, like, you know, oh, I think they're going to go 12-4. and four. But, you know, you got to think, wait, should I add a one to the, the other one? or well, the, 13 and five? The, the Jeff Fisher, right? Jeff Fisher needs to come back. He can't go eight and eight anymore. That is true. No more eight, No more 500. You're right. Yeah. It's not possible. You're, you either suck or you don't. Right. <laughs> man, Gunther Cunningham would be pissed, too. <laughs> so, man, think about some of that. It would, gosh, even uh, Marvin Lewis would be pissed. Mm-hmm. And so would Herm Edwards. Like, all those guys. I mean, who's going to be the first it. team to go 0-17? That's what I want to know. Um, that's going to take a lot of work, actually. Going 0 and 17. You must be really bad. I think the Cleveland Browns team and some of the Detroit Lions teams in the past years could have lost one more game. Well, so. before we dive dive in here to something, um, we did just go through a little Cinco de Mayo celebration. But Tanner, what are you sipping on over there? Oh, I got me uh, it's a little. Uh, I believe it's the Goose Island lemon lemonade shandy. Uh-huh. Um, which is actually it used to just be called the Urban Wheat, like the 312, right? Yeah, 312. Tanner, mm-hmm. we had that a long time ago, hanging out with your brother Connor, who works for the Mariners now. We went down to, was it Chanute, Tanner? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pitts, uh, Pitt. We yeah, down this to. is down in Pitt. And then we, we picked up like a pack or a six-pack of those 312s from Goose Island. Those were great. And like they changed the whole flavor of them, I think. And They changed the flavor, they changed the packaging. Yeah. And, I mean, it's still 4.2, but... Yeah, I mean, if you like a little sweeter type of a shandy beer. Oh, yeah, it's good. And, you know, it works for you, I guess. I'm going to be a little girl today, and I'm having a Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, actually. So uh, I'm not proud of this, but it is what I have currently they, in the household. It isn't household. a bad thing at all. Like, it's a little pretty good. It's a strawberry flavor, though. So, you know, there I'm going to go ahead and crack right into this. Got a little splash over on the microphone here. <laughs> But that's all right. There's more things that have gone flying around this place. Um, so we'll save that for a different show, Tanner, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, my. Oh, man. So it kind of reminds me a little bit, though, um, about some of the things we've seen this week with Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers, obviously, this is a whole situation oh, coming man. about. Like, is he being petty? Like, is he is he in the right to feel the way he does? Obviously, the guy's had uh, problems with his family. That is very well known. Uh, he and his brothers and, and his, I guess his parents even don't get along. Um, or, you know, I guess I'm sure at some point they've gotten over it, I would hope. But I've heard, you know, many rumors about that in the past with Rodgers and how, I don't know what his deal is. He's got like a big ego. Obviously him and Brett Favre didn't get along very well whenever he came along in, into the league to begin with. Um, even Brett Favre, though, has said recently that he's not optimistic that Rodgers will play for the Packers again. 
Um, Rogers is adamant that he wants out, and a lot of it comes down to the general manager, who he's now compared to Jerry Cross. There you go, Tanner. Yep. And if you know Jerry Cross, guys, if, if of course you've been paying attention during the Michael Jordan era, or if you grew up during that or after that, it was also part of the uh, Michael Jordan special that aired. So uh, he was the GM of the Bulls, and he was the one that ultimately broke up the squad after all those championships. So. Uh, that's kind of what Rodgers is comparing him to. Yeah, I just I feel like the whole situation is interesting, and we've felt in the past that maybe the team didn't do enough for Rodgers over time as far as you know not using draft picks on top-end receivers um, and just adding talent. Now, this is a team that was just in the NFC Championship game, and they're bringing back Aaron Jones. He's coming back. Obviously, he's still going to have Devontae Adams there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still pretty much having the same team as what you got there with you're missing Last a year. few linemen that got better mm-hmm. deals, so you're going to get him. I got, it it kind of comes off like he's just being petty and whiny to me because so I don't, I don't get the situation. So I, I listened to Pat McAfee today. I wanted to kind of hear more of his take and everything that's going on. And he did talk about there in Rodgers. Uh, he did make a, a, key, a key fact about this. When this dropped on draft day, uh, Adam Schefter still, Dates in the line. This is from a league or an NFL source. This is a league or team, sorry, league or team source. So this isn't Aaron Rodgers just coming out. It's not his agent. This is from a league or a team source dropping everything. So it's not Aaron Rodgers himself just coming out. I think it's either some people speculate that he's leaking it. He's not leaking it because Adam Schefter specifically said, League or team source in the in the chat. So I think that's very a first thing to be put forward. Um, second off, I, I I'm I don't I don't like believing this stuff until I hear it from the player themselves. The whole whole Russell Wilson deal we just had go down. We know ne- I never heard from Russell Wilson. Did you ever hear from Russell Wilson? No, he did not talk about. He it. He didn't say anything about it, right? right? And obviously nothing happened to it. I think. I don't know. I think this is just something that, I mean, we we heard it last year. We heard it the year before. I think nothing happens. I think he plays for the Packers. But I don't know, man. It's, I mean, just think about it, though. Any team that Aaron Rodgers goes to, instant contender. There's yeah. a reason why they went back to the NFC Championship game. Well, they, yeah, absolutely they'd be a contender. Um, I, I think that a lot of Rodgers' issues here, um, obviously, he wasn't happy with the draft pick of Jordan Love from 2020. No, um, he, you know, he wanted to get more talent for himself uh, if he was planning on to stay in Green Bay. But you know, I'm sure Rodgers kind of feels the same way Brett Favre did back then. Yeah, because Brett Favre felt like he was being forced into retirement basically at one point, um, and I'm sure Rodgers is seeing the same thing that happened to him. Uh, and back then, Rodgers, you know, was kind of cocky about it, and you know, he thought he was better than Brett Favre. And Favre wasn't ready to be done, so, you know, basically retired, unretired three or four different times. But I don't think Favre ever wanted to retire at that point. I think he just felt like he didn't know what else to do. I don't think he ever wanted to retire, period. No, I don't think he ever did up until, you know, Minnesota. At that point, you know, he he went with a very talented team and uh, gave them two years there. But uh, there's also this situation where, you know, Rodgers has talked about wide receiver Jake Kumro. Um, was something that he likes a lot. And then he w- the guy was cut the very next day. And that was something that, you know, bothered Rodgers quite a bit. So um, the situations like that where it seems like management is kind of going against what Rodgers wants, 
and that is what's kind of peeved him over the years. I think this is not just one situation. I think it's a buildup of multiple situations that's eventually gotten him to where he doesn't feel appreciated by the organization, and he also doesn't feel like they have the best interest of the team either. I think the other issue you're seeing too is he's seeing other teams with all these weapons. So you have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, right? They have seven starters at wide receiver possibly, three mm-hmm. three starting tight ends, and a yeah. decent line and great defense. Like I think that's what he's seeing. He's seeing like guys with the Bucks, mm-hmm. seeing KC, right? What we do here. Um, now he's kind of seeing it from other teams as well. That are the just Packers don't up. bring in outside talent very much no. besides the draft. They've always been a team that lives and dies by the draft, which is fine. That's, that's the way I believe in it. But at the same time. There, there's moments where you as an organization can go out and get your quarterback another piece, you know, go and add to the, 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 yeah. the offense to give you give yourself more options. It doesn't have to be a five-year deal, guys. It can be just a one-year deal like the Bucks are doing, right, and just kind of monitor it off of there. And there's multiple guys out there that this can happen for. So I don't I don't know, man. I, I can't blame Rodgers. I really can't. I, I feel like if I was kind of in his shoes and you're drafting a quarterback – in the first round, and I'm still going to play for another six, seven years, I think that's probably the last thing that he probably wants to happen. So, I don't know. It, it's 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 tough. It's a tough one. And But, Mike, so real quick here, do you think that this is also a smokescreen for Green Bay to make Rodgers look like as a bad guy so when trade time does come, he doesn't they – don't, they can get a better deal out of it and less mm-hmm. public – Bashing. I don't think, I mean, Rodgers kind of, I don't think it's smokescreen by any means because this came from Rodgers. I mean, the team didn't go out and tell him what to say or think. Rodgers came out and said, okay, I don't want to be on this team anymore. Yeah, but it's being leaked by the team instead of keeping Mm -hmm. in. Well, well, Rodgers has also been on Twitter, as we saw on draft day. Hey, looking real nice in Denver, you know, and saying things like that. Rodgers himself is is going out, provoking it, instigating it, and asking for it, you know, openly. He's not hiding anything. He's, He's very open about the fact he does not want to be a part of the team. So it has nothing to do with, you know, Rodgers secretly wanting to stay on the team. No, he wants out of that damn place. Um, and, you know, there's some ways I don't blame him, but other ways I think, you know, he's through, he's on a contract until 2023 right now. And I think that it's one of those situations, yeah, you might want to win, you might be unhappy. At the same time, you know, you got one of the best 32 jobs in the world. And, you know, you're still, you just went to the NFC Championship game. You had the Jeez, lead until the very, you had the lead until the very end of that game. You would have been in the Super Bowl. Like, are you, are you still going to be bitching if you're in the Super Bowl at that point? Like, are you still going to go to the Super Bowl? He might. Maybe win against the Chiefs. Are you, then you're going to bitch some more. I mean, are you literally only doing this and acting this way because you didn't get there? Because I think if this if this Packers team had gone to the Super Bowl, defeated Kansas City. You don't think we hear any of I don't this. think Rodgers is saying a word because he's happy. He's, you know, fat and happy. He got his ring. So I think that you're looking yeah. at a situation where, you know, two games now makes him want to act out, I think. I don't know. I, th- I think we're talking, like you said, I think we're talking about within the last three years of just the buildup of it, and now it's just really coming out. Um, and obviously Rodgers, he actually is a quiet, spoken guy, uh, very thoughtful. Um, and, you know, he was on every Tuesday at Pat McAfee during the season as well, kind of opening his mind up to everybody. So the guy is not a very outspoken guy, but I think the situation has arose where yeah, he's provoking it with this with small small sentences, small tweets, right? Nothing major, but it's really turned into something big here. Hmm. Yeah, that is. I don't know. I don't know what to think of the whole thing. So I mean, it's, it's so a weird situation. 
let's say this Rogers thing continues to play out, right? Where where would he potentially land? Where do you think he could potentially land if if something was to happen in Green Bay? Well, he did make a note, obviously, that he he found Denver to be an interesting landing spot, and I'm sure John Elway loves the idea of that because he loves finding easy routes to go to Super He just got Teddy, Bowl. though. Right. He just got Teddy of uh, Drew, Drew Lock on the and Teddy, bench. So he like. should be good. But, I mean, I think, you know, we, we heard a little bit today on the news about Aaron Rodgers, what he could be getting in return, for, you know, from a team. I think you could be looking at two firsts and a, and a second-round pick yeah. is what we're looking at for Rodgers' value. Um, obviously, as an aging quarterback, but still at the top of his game, he's got a lot of value still because we saw with Peyton Manning, you could have you know one or two years with a new team, or Tom Brady for that matter. You know, one year with a new team, go win a Super Bowl. If Rodgers was on the right team, they could go win a Super Bowl. You know, I think that if you put even Rodgers on a team like just for the sake of it, let's say the Cowboys, who've constantly been underachievers for a long time, uh, I think that's an immediate Super Bowl team. I think the Cowboys yeah. go to the Super Bowl right away i think they've been held back due to you know a couple flaws in, in the scheme of the way they run things and then dak is limited to it to a degree and um you know rogers is just a top five quarterback in the league so yeah that's fair um it's, it's tough to sit there and go you know yeah he's worth this or that but it's going to come down to whether the team is really willing to get rid of him um at all because obviously they, they do think highly of jordan love but if you're the packers and you have an offer come up like that from Denver, let's say, I mean, it'd be hard to say no to it because, you know, as we talked about earlier, the Packers build through the draft. So draft picks to them are, you know, very valuable. That's like gold to them. Um, and you already have your young franchise quarterback in the waiting, Jordan Love. I think you got to do the deal. And I think a team, you know, if you're the Raiders, I would, I'd make a move to go try to get Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Um, any team basically that would be a quarterback away or say their quarterback's underachieving, underachieving from, you know, what he should be at, and Rodgers put that team over the top, you got to consider it at least. There's a few teams, obviously, that don't need one. You know, the Seahawks don't need a quarterback. The Chiefs do not need a quarterback. Buccaneers don't need a quarterback. I mean, the Saints, I mean, you have a situation there where well, see, that's, yeah, yes, that's debatable. I think they need one. I mean, that's, that's a team, if you put Aaron Rodgers on the Saints, um, you know, ship – Ship Winston over there to Green Bay, if I guess. But um, that's a that's a Super Bowl team right away. So know. so what about the Bay Area going home for Aaron Rodgers, 49ers? Yeah, I mean it would be a great fit, absolutely. Um, Trey Lance will have a lot a better guy to look up yeah, to. I think you would have uh, Trey Lance getting to sit for one year, which I agree with for him. Um, but yeah, that'd be a great fit. I don't know, you know, obviously he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo was and everything else. Um, that team's not the same team as what we saw two years ago. No, obviously. So I don't know if that puts them in the Super Bowl necessarily because I don't think that defense is ever going to be that good again um, as what we saw two years ago when the Chiefs played them in the Super Bowl. I agree. Because that was a you know top three defense. I mean, yeah, a lot of guys coming back from injury over there. So you know, but we'll have to see exactly what happens there. I mean, that was a, like I said, it's a top top tier D. Can they can they come off their injuries and still be effective? Yeah, um, I, mean, I don't know. I think that they could, I mean, for sure, because they did have a lot of injuries last year, obviously, in San Fran. But um, would that make them a playoff team? Absolutely. I mean, there oh, we are on the verge, but that's a great division as well, you know, having uh, the Rams involved in there. Obviously, Seahawks and Cardinals. Cardinals are on the rise. Uh, all those teams are really tough. Uh, and uh, 49ers, you know, they're just in a tough situation, and 
Rodgers would help put them, I think, at least in the NFC Divisional playoff round. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Um, let's see here. What if you think um, somebody, as in the Houston Texans, can make a push for that? Or do they even have a oh, value? Geez. I don't even I don't know what the point would be because you got to understand the Texans are probably eight years away from being productive, you know, and that team that that team's nowhere near where they need to be for being successful as a franchise, and so yeah, I mean Watson would probably love to go to Green Bay <laughs> or just to get out of there at all, you know, and uh, so he would, he would love to do that, but you know, and Rogers would be pissed. So if Green Bay really wanted to screw Rogers over, <laughs> go sure, go make a move, I guess, because. That would be the worst nightmare for Aaron Rodgers in that case. So give him something to really bitch about then, you know. So. That would be horrible. Oh, well. I don't know. We're going to see how this unfolds, obviously, as the season goes on. I think that at some point things will figure it out here soon. Um, I don't think he's just going to not show up, you know, if they choose to not trade him. I think he will show up, and I think he will play. He's just going to act pissy about it, but yeah. he'll, he'll get over it when the time comes. I, I think time the NFL hit, season hits, it's, no matter where he's at, he's going to be performing like Aaron Rodgers performed. So mm-hmm. I'm not really too concerned about it. Like I said, until until I hear more from Aaron Rodgers himself, I'm not as concerned about it. But I, I understand why the story's blowing up again for the third year in a row. Yep, absolutely. So, Tanner, I don't know. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about um, – this season, the NFL having 17 games for every team. Uh, the Chiefs' extra opponent is indeed the Green Bay Packers, so we're not sure yet when or what week that game will be played. We do know it's going to be in Kansas City where everyone expects full stadiums by the time August and September rolls around. Um, so with that coming forward here, coming up on the show, this coming uh, Wednesday night will be, as we said, the um, schedule release. We'll be here with you guys at 7.30, talking about the schedule, doing a rundown of the primetime games. Um, now, we already know the teams that are, we're going to be playing, obviously. Correct. So uh, we already have that figured out. We'll be playing against the NFC East. We'll be on the NFC side of things. And then on the AFC side of things, it'll be the AFC North. So uh, in that case, we'll be looking at playing the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and Pittsburgh Steelers. And in the NFC East, it'll be the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles and the Washington football team. So um, those are the main opponents to look forward to coming down. Is there someone, you know, you have in mind that you're wanting to think about um, as far as being a potential primetime game that you want to see happen? Yeah, for primetime, I think actually there's a Buffalo game we have this year, and it's going to be at Buffalo, but I think that's going to be a possible holiday primetime game somewhere around Thanksgiving or Christmas, I believe. Uh, Interesting, yeah. Um, you know, I, I like that idea as well because why would they not want to put that? You have the two top teams in the AFC. Yeah, might as well make it prime. going I, at it again. I see that being a Sunday night type of a game. Oh yeah, there for you sure. Go. There um, you go. You know, Chiefs should should get probably four primetime games total. I know? think so. I you got, think you're gonna have one Thursday. You're gonna have I think two Monday and at least one Sunday. So night. you're gonna have at least one or two in conference primetime games, possibly Las Vegas and maybe the Chargers. Um, you have probably Buffalo, and then you'll probably also have the uh, most likely Philadelphia Eagles being a primetime game, maybe a Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to have four, I think four for sure. I think Chiefs and Titans will be a potential primetime matchup. And, in fact, uh, if I just had to do a guess right now, obviously we don't know any information yet, but I could see Chiefs-Titans being the week one opener. 
I think that would be a fun game to watch week one. That didn't work two, out well for us a few years ago. Oh, I know. I was. I remember that very, very I was well. at that game. That did not work <laughs> out well for us at all. That was before Patrick Mahomes, Tanner. That's true. So That's the true. things that happened before Patrick Mahomes do not count, do not matter. He has changed and right. He, you know, did away with all the wrongs. And so right at the passage. He's for the, the future, savior. So. The savior. He really is the savior. So, you know, there's, there's no doubt about that. So actually I saw him. Uh, playing a little eye racing, I don't because we talked about in the last episode. Being, I was at the NASCAR race uh, this past Sunday, and um, Patrick Mahomes was doing some eye racing with Kyle Busch, as a matter of fact. So uh, he was sitting there in the car, you know, one of those. They did that thing during quarantine, I guess. NASCAR drivers did, where they all raced each other. Um, one of those, you know, you sit down, it's kind oh, of yeah, basically yeah, like yeah. an arcade game, and they all did it that way. But yeah, Pat was hanging out yeah, with the had NASCAR Dave crew. And Busters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had him doing that. So it looked like he had fun. I saw a little video of him. So um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to see him still, you know, going around town and having fun and being the man of the town. Him and Andy Reid are the two are the two saviors of KC. Yeah, you know, they really far. are. By far, there's no two you can uh, you can think that would that could have else came in and saved it. So yeah. Well, we did have uh, one former Chiefs legend who's going to be going in the Chiefs Ring of Fame. Uh, I know, Tanner, you wanted to talk a little bit about former center Tim Grunhard. So, you know, I'm, Timmy, obviously man. this is a great move for the, for the Chiefs because, you know, the guy deserves it. He was a great center of the, throughout the this 90s. This is the guy we grew up watching, too. Yeah, like absolutely. Like we were starting to really figure out what football and Chiefs mm-hmm. nation is, and Timmy Timmy was the guy. Grunhard and Casey Wegman were my guys, yep. you know, growing yep. up, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Grunny was uh, just diehard, and, you know, still obviously KC native. Hanging out here in town. Yeah, went to school. He's on, he's on the radio all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, he's on 810 all the time. Good friends with 810. Uh, they were doing a special. This is on Wednesday night, so they were doing a special on it. Uh, kind of talking about old school or all his old coaches. Uh, they got Lou on from Notre Dame. And, oh, man, it's it was kind of a cool thing when I'm on my drive over here to here. But, like, the the fact that it's taken this long to get Tim Grunhard on the, on the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like isn't is, do you think Tim Grenhard? Do you think dominance? You think a Chiefs Chiefs guy? He's you a think Chiefs of, guy. You think of '90s Chiefs football. You think of just running the ball up everyone's ass and Grenhard just being the guy there for it. Yeah, that, just balling it. But he was actually drafted in the second round in 1990 um, out of Notre Dame, and you know, actually ended up starting. Uh, he had 164 total starts and uh, in 169 games at a Pro Bowl level, all in KC. So. Um, you know, his whole career was obviously here. He made his, he made his first and only Pro Bowl actually in 99. In first and only Pro Bowl. So the guy was just kind of, I don't know why, he was just always kind of underrated. And um, I'm not sure who was going in place of him at the time. Maybe Tom Nalen of Denver would, would come to mind. Um, but, Man. yeah, I'm not sure who was going in place of him. But obviously, KC knew how good he was and what they had in him. So um, That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, just think of the guys he's played with as well, you know. He, wasn't he part of that uh, with Will Shields and that dominant yep. line that they had for about four or five? Of course, he had. Well, he had Dave Zott, obviously, back then. Zott, yeah. Will Shields was drafted, I believe, in 1993. Um, so he was part of the offensive line, obviously, then, too. Uh, he, he you know, got replaced by Casey Wegman mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. And that offensive line then was even more <laughs> was amazing. still cause, dominant. Because then, <laughs> then you had Willie Rofe at left tackle, Brian Waters, you know, then Casey Wegman. Oh. Uh, Will and Will Shields, and um, then on the right side, uh, forgetting, it's blanking on me right now. The right tackle we have uh, for Tate? Yeah, Tate. 
Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Tate. John Tate. John Tate. John Tate. That's the one, yeah. So he was on there as well for a bit. That was a hell of an offensive line. Paving the way for I mean, some Priest Holmes early on. Yeah, he he, he played with some great te- I think some great teams, some great players as well, the great offensive line, of course, uh, that he led the charge in. So, I mean, it's well-deserved. Well-deserved. Happy to see it. Can't wait to hit Arrowhead up and see him in that Chiefs Hall of Fame as well. Yep, yep. I am excited for him, and I'm sure he's happy about it too. It sounded like he uh, was very excited when he heard the news that he was going to be on there posting on Twitter Great day to be a part of the Chiefs Kingdom with a picture of him standing next to Dave Zott on May 1st, actually. That's great. So, uh, Well, Tanner, do you have any final words before we wrap up here? No, man. Hey, KU hired a football coach. We got the Buffalo oh, guy. They so play football over there, huh? So uh, we got a new savior, hopefully, coming into Jayhawk Football Nation. So You guys uh, have had a lot of potential saviors that have not. Yeah, working. it's a little rough. But we have new AD, so a new AD this year, new coach. Um, obviously, Bill Self for the basketball got signed to a, basically sign a life. He can just renews every year he wants to coach, so it doesn't really expire. Um, but yeah, I think in football we might have a pretty solid coach here coming from Buffalo. He built the Buffalo University up from the ground pretty much, so hopefully he can do the same thing for KU and make us relevant again. Um, can hopefully back to Mark Mangino Day, right? So uh, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out there to Jayhawk Nation. Well, I am just, you know, hoping for more moonshots uh, for the Dogecoin. For me, that's about all I can think about right. right now. I stay up late. I stay up till midnight now just watching the Dogecoin, seeing what it's doing. Yep. I'm pretty uh, sure on your TV right now there's a Doge video. There so. is. It's just paused So because, you know, we had to do a, a podcast. So. Yeah. But as soon as this is over, i got to go back to the Dogecoin. Back to the Doge. See what the Doge <laughs> is doing. So. Oh, all right. Well, thank you guys out there for following along with us on Twitter, at Sports of Foons, and on YouTube as well. Uh, we had a lot of awesome viewers this previous week, actually, when I did my draft recap. So thank you all, all 900-something of you, maybe a 1,000 of you by now uh, that tuned in and checked that out. So I appreciate that very much, all you guys out there following along, being part of the Sports Buffoons clan. Um, but with all that said, you guys, we will see you very soon here. It's coming Wednesday night, and I'll see you all on the next one. See you guys.